The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Well, hello and welcome mystics, seekers, all those with a desire to come up higher. This is The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. You know, every week uh, we have the privilege to go along with you, our listeners, on a voyage. And uh, this voyage, our sails are filled with the cosmic wind. Our compass is aligned with our higher self, the I Am Presence. And we're focused on achieving our ascension. And along the way, uh, we have, as you probably know, who've listened to us for any length of time, we've organized our content on this show around four essential questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? In addition to that, we've discussed this many times. We've talked on the air occasionally about it too. There is a certain sense of opportunity and urgency, perhaps, that this is something that you have come a long way to hear. There are no accidents involved here. This is part of your divine path, whatever form that takes in your life. We just want to say that we're here to promote that. This is part of why our our purpose, our service, our focus, our agenda is all on opportunity. And it's to remind us what we already know. Yeah. That's- and I think that's the beauty of this. Um, when I heard the teachings, something resonated. I didn't understand everything, but something said, hey, there's something here. I know it's true. And I think one of the ways maybe to start out is, as we've talked about before, is before we come into embodiment – we all go before a, a board of spiritual overseers. They're called the karmic board because we got karma, in case <laughs> you hadn't go. noticed. <laughs> and so what happens is we discuss the divine plan for this life, what we need to do, what specific karmas we need to balance, who we're going to act, interact in, and so on and so forth. But for many of us, we were told before we came into this embodiment, this is the time. This is the lifetime you need to make your ascension. The, the stars are aligned, you're going to have opportunity, you're going to have the violet flame, which without it, I don't think any of us could have made our ascension, or very few of us in this lifetime. But what is essential is that you make the free will choice to take advantage of these things. It's destiny at one level, but destiny is only destiny to the extent that we choose to make it happen. Yeah. It's not preordained, it may be God's plan, but it's very easy for someone to turn around and walk away from it. And so what we are trying to do is ask people to, to go within their hearts, look at the teachings of the Ascended Masters, try and understand them and see if they fit in. And if something resonates within you that you know this is the embodiment where you need to work hard to balance your karma and to make your ascension. And there are many people more that are destined 
to make their ascension that don't do it. Yeah. Why? Because they don't make the effort. And so it, it's in order to make the effort, you have to have a commitment and an understanding. This is who you are and this is where you're going. And you can't really do that without some understanding of the teachings. You can get a sense of it, but you need to pursue them and work with them to know what you need to do. Because yeah. as El Moria says, the trek upward is worth the inconvenience. And you're going to be dealing with karma. Of course, you deal with karma anyway. <laughs> you know but what? on your way home, you, you do get the karma you need to deal with. Well, and we, you know, every week we invite people to awaken to the light within. That's who you are. And this is a very empowering message because who you are is a much higher experience than what you may ex- know now. This is your I am presence, your Christ self. This is the divinity within of which you are one. And you, and you know before you come into embodiment, you're already well. You're you're studying in the in the uh, you know the, the etheric retreats, retreats <laughs> and you're learning uh, many of these uh, teachings and these concepts and things that you're going to be exposed to when you first come into embodiment or once you mature to where you can understand them. And so, when you hear those things, there's something in your soul that says, you know, I I know that's I know that, true. Yeah. I know that. And so, what we wanna what we want to ask our listeners to do is to follow that lead. To recognize the resonance. Yeah. And, of course, what happens is because of the – even if you, someone grows up in a very sweet and loving Christian family, the message is you're a worthless sinner. You know, you're destined for hell. How's that for an attractive scenario? Oh, boy. <laughs> Except that Jesus died for you, and if you confess him, you go to heaven. Nowhere – there's two things that message would are – there's more, but they're absolutely <laughs> false. One is you are not a worthless sinner. We have all sinned. We got karma. We made mistakes. But it's not who we are ultimately. It's things we've done. That karma can be balanced. Secondly, our destiny is not hell. Our destiny is to be an ascended master and to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. And so there's a path we have to walk. And as you suggested, Tom, first of all, we have to know who we are. Okay? If you think of yourself and I'm, you know, I've made so many mistakes and I just, you know, I'm not worthy and I'm not ready, blah, blah, blah. That's nonsense. What you have to recognize first is you have God within you. Mm-hmm. That is the credential that you carry by the grace of God, a threefold flame, a mighty eye of presence, and a holy Christ self, which allows you to move forward in dealing with your karma and your mistakes and so forth in the dignity of one who carries the presence of God within him. Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. It is within you, and that in itself is enough to say, hey, I'm a son or daughter of God. Yes, I've got this karma. Yes, I need to correct behaviors that I know aren't right. But there is a path for me to walk. I am coming home to my divine destiny, and I can get there if I do these things in great love and use the tools I've given. But if I wallow in (laughs) self-pity or unworthiness, I'm not getting anywhere. And, you know, I think before the show started today, we were talking about motivation. What motivates you to follow a path? Would it motivate you to even recognize it as a path? It should not be fear, and it should not be a negative equation like worthlessness. It should be more a recognition of the true nature that you are a son and daughter of God with this divine spark within. And when you are one with something, you are that thing. And as Jesus said, know ye not, ye are gods. Yeah. You know, I mean, it didn't equivocate. Yeah. And, and there's one exception to the word fear, right? Because the fear of God is, is the right kind of fear. Oh. And yeah. It's the, the awe. awe of God. Yeah. And, and, you know, there can be only one motivation, and that's love. Because nothing else will sustain you on the spiritual path. If it's because you should do this or, you know, because someone told you to do it, you'll go for a while. Or people will go for a while. And then unless they get some reinforcement and growth, they're just going to fade away. 
love can be the only motivation, the love of God, and the willingness to take accountability for who you are. It's very easy to say, you know, if you're a worthless sinner, you, um, how hard do you have to try? Really? You know, that's, that's who I am. That's my nature. Have so, another beer. Yeah. I'll yeah. do, I'll, you know, I'll try and be reasonably good, but Jesus has saved me. Whereas if someone says to you, you are, who you are today is who you have created, which is true from your past embodiments, whatever your situation is, if you don't like it, you can change it. And if you take responsibility, I am a son of daughter of God, but I am going to take accountability for my karma. I regret the things I've done that have harmed people and harmed others and this and other embodiment. It's not really me, but I'm taking accountability for it. And so God, show me how to balance that karma, which of course he does through service, through love for the violet flame, that I might move forward and fulfill my divine destiny. And, you know, as you say, it can't be fear. You know, it's got to be love and say, hey, and, you know, it's enlightened self-interest. That's a term we use many times. Do you want to keep coming back to earth? Do you want to keep being a baby and have pablum go down your cheek? Do you want to go through puberty a few more times? It's a karma-making cycle. Yeah. This is the opportunity. And don't fear. God loves you. The will of God is good. You know, It's all the joy, the excitement, the love. Everything you ever wanted is there if you're willing to walk the path. And that path is described beautifully, specifically, by the Ascended Masters. What, what can we say to people who have, let's say, followed this path and have decided to take an exit off the freeway that will lead to the ascension? Free will. What, well, what I'd like <laughs> to say is that, you know, God, God will take you back any moment, any time you want to decide, let's say, not to have a cigarette or not to have a beer or not, mm-hmm. to, not to just remain off the freeway that will take you back to home. Um, God will take you back. You can say, okay, that was yesterday, but today, you know… I'm going to get back with the program. Well, I think that's true. And I think what you have to be careful of is you say, let's say, you know, you do have an occasional beer. Well, I can't be on the spiritual path till I give up beer. Well, right. you know what? That's a fallacy because there'll always be something that keeps you, you know, <laughs> just put that. Don't even worry about that for now. You know, right. when you're ready to give up beer or whatever it is, you'll do it. And I've told this story about um, uh, Sindelar. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, Charles Sindelar. Charles Sindelar. And I'll just tell it briefly again because sure. I think it's worth telling. He was the man in, during the I Am movement in the 1930s that painted the pictures of Jesus and St. Germain on the I Am Presence chart. And uh, <clears throat> in fact, the pictures of Jesus and St. Germain are the ones we use today. They're painted by him. And of course, he also painted the, the Quaker Oats man. So he's a very <laughs> talented author. But anyway, the quick story is that he used to smoke cigars. And in the I Am movement, this was verboten you know you just didn't do this and people were talking you know what's the matter with charlie he's been smoking cigars and he's in this movement and so on and so forth and and jesus gave a dictation and he said basically you know um charles will give up his cigars when he's ready to give them up but right now there's no other person on this planet that can paint my picture so you know don't worry about you know you don't if we waited till we were perfect to, to get on the path, it oh would be gosh. a long wait. Yeah. Just, just, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, just hook back up with the determination to make And do ascension. every day do something. Put yeah. one foot forward on the spiritual path. That's all God is asking. And we're not here to perfect the human. Yeah. You know, we, right. we, we get lost sometimes in thinking we have to perfect our consciousness at this level before we can ascend or go any higher. Yeah, am I, I going to lose my identity? You really no, you're going to become your identity. Your personality and God is going to continue. Just look at the ascended masters. I mean, talk about the, the, the different perspectives and vibration. If you look at El Moria and then you look at Mother Mary, I mean, they're two different ascended masters <laughs> right, in terms of their vibration and so forth. They both have great love, though. 
because they're on different parts of the different race. So you don't lose who you are, but you become who you are. You know, take a digression here. Uh, it's appropriate, I think. When we are in these teachings as we are as a, as a life practice and motivation and focus, we also understand that there's a certain level of sponsorship here, that we're not alone in this. We're not tra- traversing this, you know, the veil of tears by ourselves. We've got the angels. We've got the elementals. We've got the masters. And there's probably a master that you may be aware of who you feel the sponsorship of. So many people feel Jesus is their sponsor. Some others feel Buddha, Mother Mary, you know, Kuan Yin. There are thousands. In fact, there's countless masters. But it's interesting to think about the fact that we have these allies and we have to have a certain degree of faith that they're there. But we, we, we know, we believe they're there. And my point is, is that you have a, an ascended master looking over your shoulder who's going to do his best to guide you, work with your Christ self to shepherd you along the path so that if you are in the, in, in the area of error, you might get a little nudge. It says, eh, you know, I want to think about that. Mm-hmm. I want to look at that again. You know, that we, we are not alone, I guess, is the point, and that this opportunity, this empowerment of who you are, you're a part of a mandala of souls that are ascending. You're not just all and, by and we yourself. we work together. We have to take the initiative, and then by us taking initiative, God helps those who help themselves. And so by us showing initiative, and I remember the very first dictation I heard was from Mother Mary, and she said, I would not win your victory for you even if I could. And the reason is, I would do not deny you the joy of overcoming. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah, bless her sweet. <laughs> well, yeah. let's take a short break. Uh, we're discussing today being, you know, homeward bound. What, is it, what does it mean to be on this path? And discussing again, as we organize it, you know, who we are, why we're here, which we're going to cover next, where we're going, and how do we get there. So please stay with us. We'll be back in a short moment. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. 
For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. You're listening to The Open Door, where today, as we always do, we're talking about those four essential questions Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? So, what does the path look like? <laughs> I'm looking at you. Yeah. Uh, you're looking at me? Yeah, you're looking at me. Well, I think this it's very important to understand the spiritual path because if you don't understand it, you aren't prepared for it. Because the fallen angels have every trick to work to get you off the path. You need to understand who they are and what their tricks are, and you need to understand what God expects of you on the spiritual path. Mm-hmm. When I was very young, my idea of a spiritual path was I would pray and meditate on God, and it would be bliss, okay? That's what I thought the spiritual path was. And one of the reasons I thought that is because that's what I was experiencing at the time. I thought, oh, this is great. If you know, <laughs> Look what I'm experiencing now. What will it be like 10 years from now, okay? What happens is that was the honeymoon period. Yeah. And enjoy it while you can. <laughs> yeah. And this is not in terms of a fear of what the path has, but it's an understanding of how do you win the victory. It's not automatic, and we have a series of tests or initiations we go along the way. And just like Jesus did and so forth, and every person that's been on a spiritual path. So when you understand the path, you know what to expect. And when you talk to other people that are on it, well, this is what happened to me, and so on and so forth. Because what happens is when these things, when the first testings come, you know, it says in, in the imitation of Christ, you know, everybody loves Jesus when they're sitting and eating at the table with them. But as soon as he withdraws, people freak out. You know, <laughs> where's Jesus? Where? Why don't I feel him? And on and on and on. And so you understand that there are c- cycles or rhythms to the spiritual path in terms of your own progress. And as you understand those, you can recognize them. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it helps you. And it's not always, you know, an emptiness. But sometimes it does happen to you. Well, you know, I, there are realities we encounter on the path. That as we've noted before, this is the sweet on the tongue, bitter in the belly. And we initially get infired with enthusiasm and inspiration and passion because it just seems right. We know it's right. But then you kind of get into it and you realize, oh, I can't unknow what I know. You know oh, now I've got to be accountable. And you know, and there's nowhere to hide. There's, there's something <laughs> joyful also about <clears throat> the spiritual path. And that is one of the, the indicators that you can look for when you begin to find the first, uh, the first few steps on a spiritual path. Uh, I was raised Episcopalian. I know you were Catholic. And, mm-hmm, yeah. and uh, there seemed to have always been a, a, a real seriousness about, you know, with the bishops and the, and the priests and the fathers and everything. And I, and w- but when I found these teachings, I found there was a joy. There was, people were having fun. Well, it's, uh, it's liberating yeah. when you truly understand it. 
And then later on, you'll have some initiations that will that will be some. Pain, painful. <laughs> some, you say they some. They don't have Derek. to be painful, I should add. That's right. But because of – They'll be challenging. They'll be challenging. Challenging yeah. is yeah. a better word. But, yeah. you know – you know, Descartes, the philosopher, said, "Man is born, he suffers, and he dies." You know, and <laughs> that that's kind of a bleak <laughs> scenario, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, if you don't follow these teachings, your karma is still going to come, but you won't have the tools to deal with it. That's right. And you know, what's the point in avoiding it? That's where this accountability. You know, do do we have the courage to turn and stand and face our I am presence, our Holy Christ self, and say, "God, I'm ready to come home. I'm ready to take that next step, whatever it is." I want you to take my hand. I want you to show me where to go and what to do because I am ready. I've, I've done with the world. I've done everything there is to do in this world in various embodiments, and I've probably done it a thousand times. <laughs> this right. world has no more allure to me. You, God, have allure to me, and I want to come home. And God, is, God is not, number one, he's not going to dump all your karma at once. No. Number two, he's not going to expect you to be, you know, in two weeks be the saint you know, but he is expecting us to try, and he works with us. And you will have, along with the challenges, we have challenges whether we're on the spiritual path or not. Let's face it. Right. But the challenges that come to you on the spiritual path are the ones that God is saying, "This is the most important thing for you right now to deal with." Yeah. I mean, you don't even have to prioritize it. Some ways, God <laughs> will do it for you. Yeah. And if you're going to get home, if that's your goal, then this is what you need to work on. And you know, God, and there's a solution to every situation. You know, God will, does not leave us comfortless. Well, and and the the degree to which we understand why we're here, a lot of it has to do with balancing transmuting karma. You know, that we're here to get home, but we've got to go through this process in order to do that. It's a process of mastery, perhaps purification, certainly initiation, development of the heart. Yeah, I mean, so when you ask, you know, why we're here, you understand that we're here to balance all these various parts of our, you know, our our. Thousands of lifetimes of accumulation of bad habits, just bad karma, whatever the case may be. But we can't simply jump, leap ahead. We've got to go through this process. And, you know, uh, the answer to why am I here also, uh, somebody might contemplate and say, well, okay, a spiritual path, that's one thing over here. But I have this this sense, this feeling in my soul that there is this this thing outside of what you would call a quote-unquote spiritual path that I need to do. Well, guess what? That's your divine plan. That's your sacred labor. You know, if it's architecture, if it's uh, uh, plumbing, if it's whatever, that's your sacred labor. But you can be on a spiritual path at the same time, and you can make your ascension through the through the through plumbing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you know what people? Uh, I mean, this may seem funny, but J.C. Penney, who founded the d- department store as Penny, made his ascension. Yeah. And, you know, you don't think of businessman as being spiritually inclined. <laughs> Obviously, he was. At one terrific white sale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so much for that story. <laughs> I had a chance to meet J.C. Penn. Did you really? I actually shook his hand. Wow. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> so, where was I? <laughs> Sorry. So, he was, so he combining made, he whatever you ascension, even though he was, a, he was an entrepreneur. Yeah. 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 Well, and so, like, if I have surgery... Do I want someone that spends his days meditating, or do I want someone that's been to medical school and learned how to do the surgery? You know, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. great if he's spiritually inclined, but you know. So, in other words, as you suggest, there's a there's a sacred labor, and well, that sacred labor may be driving a truck. Right. You know, it doesn't have to be fancy, so to speak. But you're holding light, you're holding <clears throat> energy for the yeah. entire 
Um, and, and that's your calling. And you, yeah. and you, you usually recognize that somewhere in your, let's say, your early life, you know, in your teens or whatever. And that, that's why you pick, a, pick a, a, a university to go to and a, and a particular line of study. And that's, who, that's what you're supposed to do. But, hey, there's a spiritual path that's tangent well, to that. And, right. and, and why we're here, I mean, it's simplistic to say it. We're here to learn. Right. And to understand. If, you know, you were talking earlier about, you know, the worthless sinner concept. Well, you know, Buddha said all life is suffering. But what he said also was that desire is the root of that suffering. And if you understand the true dimension of that, you will not be a victim of your desiring any longer, that you're liberated, you're free, and then you find the joy that you're talking about, Terry. Let's talk about desire for a minute. Sure. Because you can be conflicted, okay? That's okay. (laughs) Um, You know, yes, I want to find God. Yes, I want to make my ascension. But I have these other desires, too. You know, and they may be physical, they may be, who knows what they may be. And some of them may be legitimate desires as part of the fulfillment of your divine plan. But others are trying to take you from the path. Okay. So what do you do about that? Okay. Well, you try and recognize what are legitimate desires and what aren't. But there's simple mantras you give. I used to to park when I was, many years ago, I was a banker in in Minneapolis. I used to park a mile from where I worked because that was where I could park, and I would walk in every day through this the, this, this skyway they have there. And what I would do is I would say, I started to get a habit every day saying, I am one with God desire. And I, you know, it was an affirmation. I am one with God desire. In other words, whatever else is in there, it's going because I want to be one with God desire. It's a simple thing you can do. Yeah. And yet I'm convinced that liberated me from some patterns and desires that weren't going to get me home to God. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, I, I mean, and that's part of practicing. You know, we've discussed this many times that we'll probably get into it again when we get to the point in this program today about how do I get there? Using the violet flame, using mantras, using fiats, using a consciousness and re- perhaps a repetition in your consciousness of certain ideas, concepts, things that will, in fact, point you true north. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a matter of not... As you suggested, Tom, not perfecting the human because that's a lost cause. Oh boy. <laughs> but it's a matter of putting on your Christhood but increment by increment without losing your identity of who you are, obviously. You become one with Christ. That's how you become an ascended master. But it's a process. It's not a wave of a hand. It's not giving your heart to Jesus. Oh, that's a wonderful first step. And so that's why there is a path to walk. And we were not taught that in the Christian churches. You know, and that's kind of sad because all of a sudden people get to heaven and they found out, wait a minute, I got to go back because I didn't know there were things I need to do other than give my heart to Jesus. Like balancing karma. Yeah. And, you know, one of uh, uh, Archangel Michael comes to mind and there are simple, simple mantras, you know, Archangel Michael, help me, help me, help me. Yeah, you're in trouble to call them. Yeah, and that has to do with faith too. They're they're kind of tied together, Archangel Michael and his Mm -hmm. twin flame faith. But you've got to have faith that that uh, at some point or another that it's time to get, we talked urgency, you know, and there is no time to waste. So yeah. you've got to have faith that, okay, I'm sensing this, I'm feeling this, and so who can I call to? Well, you can call to Jesus or Mother Mary or St. Joseph Saint, or St. Germain, but Archangel Michael is a real key. And so he'll, he'll start cutting you loose and setting you free from these uh, negative patterns maybe. Uh, that you well, talk I think about. you were saying, and this is a paraphrase, but we're aligning ourselves with the will of God. Yeah. Yeah, you know that's and that's a joyful desire to experience when you really realize you get yourself out of the way. And you have to learn to trust the will of God. A lot of people are afraid of the will of God. 
what, what, what's God going to ask me to do (laughs) that I don't want to do? You know, I love the the phrase, the will of God is good. The will of God is good. good. It's nothing to be feared. If you truly desire to get home to God, then the will of God is your ticket that will get you there if you're willing to embrace it and not be afraid of it. Um, Because God loves you. Yeah, what was your mantra again? The, the will sky- of God is good? No, the Skyway mantra. I am one with God desire. I am one with God desire. That's a great one. Yeah. And the word That's acting as if. I mean that 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 is that is for formally making your visualization real in your in your consciousness. Yeah. And you know what I got to tell you this. You will, you know, it's it's like you don't when your children grow up, you don't notice them getting bigger. No. Okay? When someone hasn't seen it for six months, oh, little Mary's grown so much, okay? <laughs> yeah. You won't see your spiritual growth. Necessarily, but you will wake up one morning and you'll say, I feel differently. Mm-hmm. I don't feel as burdened. I don't feel as heavy. I have a joy I didn't have before. I've got this problem, that problem perhaps, but hey, something's working here. And people will notice it. Yeah. 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 Oh, I want some of what he has. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> I know. Right. You're, di- you're different. I, you know, I haven't seen you for six months. And this is, again, this is part of the reinforcement on the path of why we're here. Yeah. We're here to make this progress. We're here to climb this mountain. We're here to ascend. And it's good to have little benchmarks along the way that say, oh, I made progress. It's not in terms of an ego or a pride, but no. saying, you know, I feel differently. I feel closer to God and, you know, yeah. I- I'm excited. So yeah. who are we? Why are we here? We've covered that somewhat. We'll come back to it, I'm sure. But we'll take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about where we're going. Okay? So please stay with us. We'll be back after a short break. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. 
For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And once again, we are back. Thanks for staying with us. You're listening to The Open Door, where today, as we always do, we're talking about those essential questions of who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? And as a way of perhaps coming to this question of where am I going, Start by asking this question, what if we don't always feel the presence of God within us? Does that ever happen to anybody? Oh, maybe <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> you know, well, a lot of people can get really down, especially if they have an accident or something traumatic happen in their life. They wonder kind of, where is God? You yeah, know? why would God let this happen? Right. You know, Mother Teresa had that 50 years yeah. duration. Well, yeah. you, you don't have to be a Catholic to read the saint books, I should no. add. I, I was not <laughs> raised Catholic, but I can tell you, I learned so much by reading about the lives of the saints. Teresa Lazure, Padre Pio, a contemporary mm-hmm. saint, Mother Teresa, mm-hmm. um, Saint Catherine. You know, what does the path look like for me? And there are there are guaranteed to be times. I mean, God will give you an ironclad guarantee. I think of this <laughs> when you won't necessarily feel the presence of God. Well, and I, I should just pardon me for interrupting you, but I think that when we consider the concept of a path, it isn't going nowhere. It's going somewhere. It starts wherever we are continues towards something that's in the distance, perhaps spiritually. So let's kind of define that for a moment before we continue with all the personal stories we might have or the saint stories we might have, that how they traverse the path. Okay. Where are we going? Well, we're, we're going home. Yeah, to the uh, heart of God. Every, and everybody's in a different position, you know, this Antakarana of the planet. And so everybody's, it's just like everybody's different, you know, like, like snowflakes are different. So you're, you're in a different position than your brother, but uh, you've, you've got to recognize at some soul level that there's something going on. Well, as the, the saying goes, if you aim at nothing, you hit it every time. Right. So, One way to look at it is, is almost like a, a ladder or a spiral staircase. You're climbing that spiral staircase. And to each step that you, you climb, you have to pass certain tests or initiations to be allowed to go up there. Why? Because you have to become a portion of who you are before you can even carry the increased light that comes from going to the next step. Yeah. So, in other words, you wouldn't want to go to the next step prematurely because you wouldn't be able to handle it. Right. You want to be able to pass the test. So, one of the tests you get on the spiritual path is, it's easy to say, I love you, God. I love you, Jesus, but if they aren't there to nurture you and to help you, do you still love them? In other words, do you have a conditional love? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll love you, God, as long as you, let's make a deal. <laughs> yeah. I'll love you as long as you do all these things for me, you know, <laughs> whereas God is worthy to be loved if he does nothing for you because of who he is. Yeah. And so when you take that context, I'm not saying it's easy when you spirit, feel a spiritual dryness, but there are tools that you use. You keep on keeping on with your spiritual practices. You don't say, well, I'm not going to do anything until God comes back. Well, you know what? He may not come back with that attitude. <laughs> yes, <sir>. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, there's, the clouds block the sun of your I am presence. 
And so you keep on doing what you know to do and what you have built within your heart already by your service, whether it's your prayers, it's your service, practicing love. I mean, get out of yourself. Go do something for somebody. You know, work on the heart. God is not gone forever. But God wants to see what you'll do. It's like your kids, you know, when you trust them to go out as a teenager with the car. I mean, that's an act of faith, I can oh, tell you right there. Been there. Ooh, big one. And so you want to know how they're going to act. Well, God wants to see how we're going to act, whether our love is true, whether it's motivated out of fear, whether we're trying to get power so we can misuse it. I mean, these are legitimate questions God can ask us. Totally. And so, you know, this is the context of the steps and the path that we take. And so, you know, you will fail some tests along the way. Well, w- and wouldn't you say that a sense of where you're going is what can sustain you during the dark night. Right. You know that somehow this is all part of God's will. And, and let me, before I, I don't want to leave that one thought about failing tests, because sometimes when you fail a test, you really learn your lesson, don't you? Oh, yeah. And, and how many have learned lessons the hard way? Could I see a show of hands? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're all <laughs> holding our hands. There's a sea of hands. <laughs> okay. Sea of so hands. when that happens, the hard way, you know, it, it says, you know, by the grace of God, I am not going to make that mistake again. And so God af- allows us to take that test another time. Yeah. You know, it's not a one-time shot. And so, hey, you know, I passed <laughs> this test. Don't Just think of the excitement and the joy yeah, of doing that. So, you know, okay, this is a path. There are steps I'm climbing to get back to God. With his help, I can do that. It's one step at a time. You know, there's no leapfrogging here. And so... God, give me the steps I can handle. And not get down on yourself if you make a mistake or you trip and fall. I mean, Moria says you only have to get up one more time than you fall to make your ascension. Hmm. You know, so if the as St. Germain made, was it two million right decisions for his ascension? Yeah. Right. So like that. You know, I mean, I'm sure there were a few wrong ones in there too, but they build <laughs> upon themselves. So um, the path is a joy. It's challenging. But what else is there to do on this planet? <laughs> yeah, I mean, could someone tell me what else there is? You want to get a you know a big place in Hawaii or something, or you want a Maserati? I mean, yeah. you can have those things, but what's the price? Yeah, Not in terms of dollars, I know, but I wa- lost I wa- opportunity. I watch these home shows, you know, and these people finally find the place that's on the ocean. And, and so many of them all say, oh, I imagine myself waking up in the morning, having a cup of coffee and staring at that. And I think... Well, now there's other things to do. <laughs> you'll be tired of that by Wednesday. Well, I got to tell you one, one quick story, if you'll forgive me. I was Years ago, I was at Lake Tahoe, and I was at a public park there, and I was swimming in the, in the lake, and I ran around to this cove, okay, that wasn't public, and there was a house on the cove, and I saw two people eating, I guess it was breakfast or lunch, I don't know, it was late morning, uh, right down by the water, okay, and there was a butler in full regalia right there <laughs> serving oh. them, and they had a flag up, and on the flag was a dollar sign. Okay. <laughs> so can't you envision? This is their goal they worked for, you know. Yeah. And they, they got a butler. They got the place on the lake. And who was their god? It was the dollar sign. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you do for an encore? You know, where do you go from there? I mean, it's so shallow. It's so, you know, and of course, it's easy to say, you know. Um, but it, that's not God's plan. Yeah. And if you visualize that, that's kind of sideways. Yeah, there's nothing really ascending in that experience. I'm not even sure it's sideways in some <laughs> right. cases, depending on how they got their money. <laughs> you know, That's true. You, enough. you mentioned. I was uh, giving them the benefit of the doubt. You mentioned the causal body, and might be a good time to to bring that up because uh, these various things that we do throughout our embodiments are are depositing treasures in heaven, which is uh, into the causal body. What? Where did you want to go with body, that? Causal body 
is are all the good things we've done in life. We yeah. talk a lot about the karma for the mistakes we've made. Right. But we've done a lot of good things. I mean, tremendous. I mean, some people walking the earth, they have causal bodies that are the size of the planet. They don't even know it. They have such tremendous light up there. So, you know, the fact that you have this is not reason to put your feet up and rest on your laurels, but it is to recognize that there's more to you than your karma. There's more to you than even God within you. It's all your good works you have done and the magnificent light in your causal body that you will carry with you when you make your ascension, and you will have that light and that ability to use to help people. In fact, even today, you can offer to God the light of your causal body to help other people. Oh wow! Isn't that a privilege to yeah. do that? So again, it's keeping balance who you are. Not being self-satisfied with your past accomplishments, but realizing by the grace of God, I have this light in my causal body, and I'm filling up filling, finishing up with the dregs right now, so <laughs> to speak. Because you know I can't have those. i got to balance them sometime. Do it now when the opportunity is the greatest, and it's easier, as we've said before, far easier to balance your karma Here. in a physical embodiment than being in heaven. Because you know you only need to balance 51% and fulfill your divine plan to make your ascension. But it's much, much harder to balance karma from the ascended state because you can't go up and tap somebody on the shoulder and say, you know what, I'm really sorry for what I said to you the other day or, or whatever, you yes, know, yes. to make amends. Yeah. So work while you have the light. Work while you have the opportunity. You know, and, and the Bible talks about a better resurrection. What does that mean? It means more karma balanced. You know, so you can do more for God and for other people. You know, this concept of the causal body is really a wonderful subject. And I guess a, a question that arises is, can we borrow from the savings account that we have to sustain us when our faith seems to be waning or we're, we're, we're losing steam or perhaps the dark night of the spirit or the dark night of the soul? We can call upon the causal body our own attainment. You can call upon your positive momentums in, yeah. in faith, for instance. You know, and you always say according to God's will whenever you're calling on life from your causal body. But you have momentums that you can draw on. Just like we have negative momentums, we have positive momentums. So we can call upon those. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to make one comment here in terms of what motivates people sometimes. <clears throat> Many people on the spiritual path have been nuns or monks in previous embodiments because that was an opportunity for spiritual growth. And they've taken vows, you know, of poverty. Why are some people poor all the time? Well, they took so many vows of poverty <laughs> that it's come to reality. So you can say, according to God's holy will, I repudiate all vows of poverty in my life or whatever things, you know, that you've done or all ties to people that don't have my best interest in, in heart. You know, you get, you get linked with people by giving them your energy and your light. And so cut, being cut free from those alliances that aren't God's will. So there's all these, I don't want to call them tricks of the trades. But the masters have given us an array of tools to use to get home. It's not like we're walking blind. It's like we have one of those miner's lamps on our forehead shining the light ahead. Right. And that light is their teachings of the ascended master saying, look, this is what's coming your way. Be ready for it. We're not going to get blindsided. Sometimes karma surprises us. But <laughs> we are not. if we understand the path and what we're walking and what we're doing, we know these things are going to come. And so we're prepared for them. And, um, you know, isn't that nice? It's, you know, it's very comforting. It's, and, it's, and it's one of the reasons that we, we give our prayers early in the morning because we get deposited an, a new little package of karma every, <laughs> every morning. And it's and, not and more than we can handle. It's exactly what we can handle. Some days day. it's more than others. <laughs> yeah, that little bag is big sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and when you think of all the embodiments we had and all the, you know, I mean, you know, we talk about murderers. Well, I guarantee every one of us have murdered people in some embodiments. Yep. I mean, it's a given. You know, <laughs> we've done everything there is to do, and 
you know, hopefully not too many times. So, you know, that karma comes up with a soul. You know, sometimes you think that person kind of cheated me or something, you know. Right. Well, you know, maybe you cheated them and maybe you just let them go and surrender it to God, yeah. you know, to know what to do. But th- these are all tools. With wisdom comes understanding. And so when you have these things, you know, you don't get thrown asunder by things that happen to you. And sometimes pain is the price of wisdom. Those hard lessons you referred to earlier. You know, you raised a question. I think we may have to develop this in another program. But the fact that our vows can sometimes follow us into our present lifetime, that's a revelation. That, you know, you're experiencing something. You wonder, why do I deserve this? Well, maybe you made this a very powerful fiat in a past life. Or maybe, as you said, maybe many times you can repudiate those. You can cut those ties. I think it's an awesome reality. And, and, you know, you may have be able to use a certain level of abundance and use it legitimately. God doesn't necessarily want us to be poverty-stricken. No. I mean, God is an abundant God. So I think every one of us that have heard that understanding have made the prayer, God, if I made vows of poverty, <laughs> would you release me from those right now? Well, that's a great point to make, you know. <laughs> and the, the other point, too, before we go to break here is that we have to have faith that we're going to get where we're going. Yeah. This segment is talking about, you know, where we're going. Sometimes you can... Can, Feel it. Can we talk about faith in the next segment? Well, we will that. have to do because faith is part of how we get there. Okay. Yeah. So let's take a break right now. We're three quarters of the way through our program today, the Homeward Bound program where we're discussing who I am, why I'm here, where I'm going. Next segment, how do I get there? So please stay with us. We'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, Go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thanks, everyone, for staying with us. We've covered a lot of ground today. We've got a bit more to go. Uh, We're talking about those four essential questions. Again, you know, who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And now we're going to focus on how do I get there? What does my life look like? If I'm going to be focused on my ascension, focused on getting to the end of this path, climbing in the highest mountain, how do I do it? Will I become strange? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> you may become different. You know, that is a question yeah, a lot of people yeah, ask. Am yeah. I going to lose my identity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, is your identity going every Saturday night, you know, and throwing darts and having a few beers with the friends, you know? Mm. I mean, you may choose to do things differently. And, yes, you will change. And your some of your friends and so forth may not like that. They'd like you to stay. They don't want you to change because they don't want to change. And so you love them and you don't criticize them in any way, but you will change on this path. Yeah. And, you know, if people don't want to be your friends, well, you'll get new friends too. And, and so there's, there's, uh, there's rewards and people that share the same desires with you. But the question you ask is a good one because I think that does occur to people. Will, will, will I become strange? Will I become strange? <laughs> well, you know, we, I, we are peculiar people. <laughs> I used to worry about, I mean, this may sound funny, but I, as you all know, I was a banker for many years. And I thought, am I going to get too spiritual to hold a job? <laughs> yeah. Is all of this going to show on the outside? And, yeah. and, you know, it, it kind of eventually worked out that way, but it was okay. You're uh, too godlike. We're going to have to let you go. <laughs> well, you know, I was in the entertainment field and I'm performing in the nightclubs and one thing or another. But there came a point at one point where it was time to change and, and not do that anymore and, and begin to do other things. And not because you should change in one sense, no. although that may be a motivation, but because you don't want to do it anymore. I just didn't yeah. want to. I don't want to do that anymore, yeah. you know. Well, well, and, and so much of life as we experience it in the outer is alluring, it's magnetic. It wants people to come into the entertainment sphere, into the music sphere where there's rock, whatever the case may be. And people consider that the norm. So when you go against that, you're, yeah, where, where, you're are you, where are you going? What, what is are you this? Doing? You know, you have to, is it Kim Kassardian? What's her name? That, you know, that woman, that, that those sisters? Oh, Kardashian. Oh, yeah. Kardashian, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I saw the other day that one of them on their Twitter or whatever it is, I don't know what it is, they had... 87 million followers. Oh, no. 87 million. Is that staggering? Whoa. Now, I'm not sure this individual is going to draw people closer to God, but people are interested. It's the glamour. You suggest the allure. Yeah. And I don't know about this person, but that's what a lot of the fallen angels have. They think, you know, people are attracted to them because of this glamour they carry um, in their auras from the time when they had great attainment. Ooh. 87 million. Yeah, I mean, that's worldwide, yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, how can that's possible even, you know? So anyway, if you want the world, you can have it. But if you want God, you know, you have to be in the world, but not of the world. Well, that was one of the the, the big temptations of Jesus, wasn't it? That the, the devil said, I'll give you the world. Yeah. You can have all that allure, all that glamour. You, you, you have the power yeah. to take it if you want it. We don't Twitter in heaven, right? <laughs> well, if Twittering works, it works. You know, it's, it's how you use it that matters. Cosmic yeah. Twitter. <laughs> uh, can, we talk about, can we talk about faith for a minute? Let's talk about faith. Okay. Because this is central to and what's, how do we get you're, there. You're a Catholic boy. What is the biblical uh, faith is a substance? Of things, things unseen. And of things hoped things, for. And, you know, and belief in things unseen. Unseen. Like that. Isn't that an interesting concept? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, faith is ephemeral to many people. You can't see it, you can't taste it, you can't touch it, but you have to have it. You know, and I think what happens sometimes is when people study the teachings of Senate Masters, they get so much knowledge, okay, that in some ways it's, they don't, faith is not as big a component, and yet it has to be as great a component. You know, and as I've shared, I was raised in a very fundamentalist Christian church. And, you know, obviously the doctrine is not something I would agree with today, but I can tell you, I saw faith in people that was so strong and so touching. They had no knowledge, 
but they had this tremendous faith in Jesus. And that's why, you know, I, I love, I always pray for the Christians worldwide because there are so many that are so devoted without any knowledge of even who they are, but they have this tremendous faith. And, that's right. you know, the Christians that are persecuted, and you read these stories, there's a place called the Voice of the Martyrs, and they have stories of Christians that are persecuted. And I tell you, you read that, you will be humbled by the faith of some of these Christians. Yeah. And, you know, how much have they, you know, how much have I put on upon Jesus, of Jesus, how much have they put upon by their faith? So faith is not something you, you say, well, I don't need that anymore because I'm on this very disciplined and orderly path and da, 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 I have so much knowledge. We always need faith and trust. And that's how you get through some of the dry spots. I have faith that God will not abandon me. I have faith that God wants the best things possible for me. I have faith that God will not forget me, even though it feels that way sometimes. I mean, look at Job, you know, oh, hey, God, um, you know, what's going on here? Um, so, you know, that's where faith and these qualities, the, 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 the basic Christian tenets are so important, even on an advanced spiritual path. Yeah, and there's another thing to add to that, too. You know, at the top of every show, we mention the fact that we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. And practice is a very big component of this path that we're on because our faith is exhibited through our practice. Yeah. Our faith in the results of our practice. We decree, we visualize, we prepare, all based on a certain faith in the outcome. And I think we, we one of the key things to the spiritual path is having a daily regimen of spiritual practices. Yeah. And you have to find the right time for you. If you can find a place in your home where you can be still or quiet, for me it's early in the morning, I, we have a room set aside. I don't worry about my family. It's just me and God. Yeah. And I couldn't survive without that time every day. Yeah. So it's the prayers. It's the use of the violet flame. It's loving God. It's, it's, it's you know, experiencing the bliss of God and going to work for God and for yourself, you know, in terms of the decrees and the prayers and so forth. But I don't think you can make it on the spiritual path without a daily spiritual regimen. Indeed. And uh, next week, uh, we're going to be playing an encore of a program we did back I think in June of 2015, called the Violet Flame Diet. And essentially, we're just inviting people to give it a try. It doesn't take long. You know, 15 minutes a day is a good minimum. Focus your Violet Flame in an area that's important to you, whether it's for yourself, for your family, for your community, for the world, doesn't matter. And see what happens after maybe 30 days. Mm-hmm. You know, we can tell you limitless stories of how it's worked in our lives because we've been practicing on a daily basis. We understand the power of these energies that we harness, like the violet flame, like the flame that we use in our throat chakras, the blue flame. You know, this is one that we can use to command angels. Right. Um, you know, th- th- there's there's power in this practice, and it doesn't ever get old. And the angels are waiting for us. If we set a, we have a to set, ask them. if we set a pattern, they're they're there uh, waiting. And you know, where's Terry? You know, he's he's usually with us at this hour. But you you ask because they will not violate your free will. No, they will, no, they will only act at your request. But they're waiting on the hillside. Yeah, right there. Yeah. So, gosh, <laughs> this well, you know this has been a lot of fun because this is just kind of a, a potpourri of of yeah. all these tools that we and, have. And I think if you remember anything from this day, start somewhere. Okay. Every day do something, you know, and don't get down on yourself if you make a mistake or you trip and fall. Get up and say, okay, I've learned my lesson. I'm going to, you know, do better next time. And you keep on. In other words, it's a focus of understanding who you are, Mm -hmm. you know, where you're going, 
What, what have I left out? Why am I here? Why am I here? And then how, how do, do I, I get there? So in other words, don't lose focus. Don't. The world will take you as far away from who you are and your spiritual identity as they can. This is what the fallen angels do. They're not going to get to heaven, and they don't want you to get there either. So be steadfast in your commitment to God. Take one step at a time. Study and show yourself approved so that you have the tools and the understanding to walk this path. And I guarantee you, you will never regret it. Amen. <laughs> remember the remember this, this, this guy asked the other guy, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, <laughs> practice. And that's it. That's what we do here. Well, you know, I want to add this one postscript really quick in that when you founder, when you seem to be in a place where there's there's a dim awareness, it's not sharp or focused necessarily, this happens to all of us, those questions will help you focus or refocus. Ask yourself, who am I? Remember that you are a son or daughter of God. Why am I here? You're here to get home. You're here to balance your karma. You're here to balance your soul. You know, where am I going? This is the ascension. This is your soul's, this is the path back to the heart of God. And how do I get there? Practice. <laughs> have practice, a path. Have practice. a well. Have a path. Know that you take one step at a time, and be persistent. Be consistent, and don't deny yourself the bliss of God. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. Well, well that's a great note to end on. So, should I, should I tell them how to get in touch? You with this? should. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Web radio at tsl.org webradio at tsl.org and we love hearing from you. We do. And we like to say this all the time, though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are are out out of of this this world. world. God bless you, everyone. We'll see you again next week. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.